on this episode of Facts, Opinions, and Rants, we're going to talk about Stop the Steal and the elections in Georgia. This week and next week, we're going to do a series on stopping the steal and how you and I can stop the Democrats from stealing this next election and future elections to come. Today, we're going to talk about Georgia. We're going to talk all about the Georgia races that are coming up this Tuesday. This Tuesday may determine the future of America. I wish I was being dramatic. Seriously, if the Democrats are able to steal Georgia, they will rig the system, destroy bipartisanship, and usher in a new era of liberal governance that will hurt the American way of life as you know it. Friends, thank you for joining me for this edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about stopping the steal, what you can do. If you're in Georgia, please go out and vote. But what you can do in your state and around the country to not only bring awareness to this big issue, but also what you can do to stop it. Today, we're going to talk about Stop the Steal movement and a few things that led me to believe that Trump was, is being robbed by the Democrats and that the Democrats stole this election and how Georgia is our last hope to save the republic. Politically speaking. Now, I know what you're saying. Stephen, are you buying into this conspiracy theory? Well, yeah, I totally am when you look at the facts. Now, I don't want to hear anything from my establishment rhino friends and Democrats who for three years said, oh, my gosh, Russia colluded with Trump. No proof, nothing, nothing at all, except that Trump destroyed Hillary Clinton, the one of the worst candidates in my lifetime, which brings me up to the worst candidate in my lifetime, basement Joe Biden. Man never left his basement. How in the world are you going to tell me he got more votes than Barack Obama and he never left his basement? That makes no sense at all. Number two, how are you going to tell me that he got crossover votes? You know, here's the thing that really gets me. Republicans won more House races than ever in this past election. By the way, it was, pre- it was predicted that they were going to lose seats. And all the numbers won aside for them to lose seats. Republicans did not lose a seat. They gained seats in the House. So for this weird idea that Joe Biden somehow magically won this election... You would have to believe that a president who has 96 approval rating within his party and did better with black and Latino Americans than any Republican since the 1960s. That that man who gained votes and had more support than any other Republican uh, in recent memory somehow lost to a man who never left his basement. Right? Okay, I'm just saying, if you think that this is a conspiracy theory, I want to encourage you to look at the facts. Because when it was Russia, 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 there were no facts. There was no collusion. There was nothing there. It was just Democrats saying, well, you know, we think we have some ideas here, and, well, we need to get to the bottom of it. And we even picked Democrats to investigate Trump under the name of, quote-unquote, Republicans. They're Republicans who donate to Democrats, which is kind of interesting how they could be, quote-unquote, Republicans. And even Bob Mueller, after three years and millions of dollars of waste, could not find that Trump colluded with Russia, nor that one vote was changed because of Russia. So that was four years ago. That was the Democrats saying, oh, we got to do this. We have to do it. We have to do it. Elections matter, right? And election integrity matters. So we went through this witch hunt while Trump was president. And amazingly, Trump is one of the greatest presidents in my lifetime because not only was he able to fight the witch hunt basically alone, he was still able to fulfill his campaign promises. He was able to walk and chew at the same time. Unbelievable here in Washington. But Trump was able to do it. So we get back to 2020 and we have all of this evidence 
You have videos coming out that show people giving affidavits saying, hey, yeah, I took a whole bunch of boxes from one state to another of ballots. You have people saying, yeah, I was told, you know, I needed to uh, not worry about the postmarking. If they came in late, just count the votes. You have people literally saying that with an affidavit, knowing they could go to jail if they're lying. And what are Democrats telling us? They're telling us, whoa, 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 nothing to see here. Nothing to see at all. So, you know, after seeing just common sense, Trump getting more votes that, from African-Americans and Hispanics than any other president in, in my lifetime, seeing that he had a 96 approve, point approval rating within his own party, which means the never Trump, quote unquote, Lincoln Republicans, which is just, you know, a couple of guys in a phone booth, didn't have any sway at all. For me to believe that basement Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama or Trump, because Trump got more votes than Barack Obama this time, right? Is just not believable. That's a fantasy land right there. I want to hit four or five more uh, reasons uh, before we jump into the Georgia race uh, today and why Georgia matters so much. But I will say this. I'm not the only one who believes in this quote-unquote conspiracy theory. Uh, popular opinion, 47% of uh, voters, uh, both Democrat and Republican, believe that Biden stole the election. That's uh, 30% of uh, Democrats who said that he, it was very likely or likely that he stole the election. 39% of those who um, are unaffiliated and 75% of Republicans said very likely or likely that he stole the election. And that's a, a total of 47% of all voters who said that how likely, the question was asked by Rasmussen, how likely is it that Democrats stole votes or destroyed pro-Trump ballots in several states to ensure that Biden would win? Like I said, 30% of Democrats, 39% unaffiliated, 75% of Republicans, and a total of 47% of all voters. The country is split on this issue. So no matter what the media tells you, the truth is many people like me believe that Biden stole it. Number two, Biden performed, uh, and this one is by a a quote from Gateway Pundit, uh, Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton. So how in the world did he win is my question to you. Trump, quote, Trump won the largest non-white vote share of Republican presidential candidate in 60 years. Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton in every major metro area around the country, save four. So how in the world did, did, did Biden win? Number three, when uh, winning, Joe Biden won despite losing most bellwether counties. From the Federalist article, five more ways Joe Biden magically outperformed this election uh, election norms. It says this, and quote, Biden is set to become the first president in 60 years to lose the states of Ohio and Florida on his way to the election. For a century, these states have consistently predicted the national outcome, and they have been considered roughly representative of the American melting pot as a whole. Despite national polling giving Biden a lead in both states, he lost Ohio by eight points and Florida by more than three. Goes on to say, the Wall Street Journal and the Epic Times independently analyzed the results of 19 counties around the United States that have nearly perfect presidential voting records over the last 40 years. President Trump won every single bellwether county, except Gallum County in Washington. Whereas the former vice president picked up, uh, picked up Gallum by about three points, President Trump's margin of victory in, other, in the other 18 counties... I want you to hear this. His margin of victory in those other 18 counties averaged over 16 points. 
and a larger list of 58 welfare count, uh, bellwether counties that have correctly predicted the president since 2000. Trump won 51 of them by an average of 15 points, while the other seven went to Biden by around four points. Bellwether counties overwhelmingly chose Trump, but Biden found a path to victory anyway, end quote. Another reason that I don't believe that Joe Biden won, Joe Biden won despite Democrat losses everywhere else. This is a big one. The Western Journal notes that Donald Trump was pretty much the only incumbent president in U.S. history to lose his reelection while his own party gained seats in the House of Representatives. Now, that's a Biden miracle. In 2020, the Cook uh, Political Report in New York Times rated 27 House seats as toss-ups going into Election Day. Right now, Republicans appear to have won all 27 seats. Democrats failed to flip one single seat in the House chamber, while Republicans flipped both the House and the Senate in New Hampshire and expanding their dominance in state legislatures across the country. Bottom line is this, folks. As outlined in the White House advisor Peter Navarro's 36 report on election fraud, he outlined six areas in which even if a little bit of fraud occurred, it would change the results of the election. All six of these areas happened in Georgia, by the way, and many others of the contested states. Uh, the contested states are Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. In Georgia and Nevada, all six of these things you see. Outright voter fraud, ballot mishandling, uh, contested process files, equal protection clause violations, voting machine irregularities, and significant statistical anomalies. Friends, when we come back from the shout out, I'm going to talk about those four Senate seats, talk about how if the Democrats get them, you could kiss bipartisanship goodbye and what you as a Christian, what you can do to stop voter fraud. Don't go away. I would like to give a shout out to The Federalist, specifically the article that I mentioned earlier, Five More Ways Joe Biden Magically Outperformed Election Norms. If you want a quick guide to, well, all the reasons why Joe really, Basement Joe did not win this thing, I encourage you to check out that article, but also look at some of the other articles they have at The Federalist. The Federalist is a really great source for facts, for truth, and great opinion. In any event, the facts, opinions, and rants that you hear here do not necessarily reflect the views of the Federalists. So if you enjoy the Federalists, please send the positive feedback to them, the negative feedback to me. And now, let's get back to the podcast. I want to begin this segment with the Word of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required that stewards, that they be found faithful. I want to encourage you, my friends. A lot of people are thinking, well, man, we should just quit. If, we, if we're being ripped off, we should just quit. Don't vote. Um, just don't participate. And I want to tell you, look, we have a history in this country, especially African Americans, of not giving up. When we didn't have rights, we didn't just quit. We went back gathered together, united, and took a stand for what was right. I want to encourage you, believers, don't quit. It may look bad. It may feel bad. But it's not all bad. God is with us as we stand for righteousness because we are called to use this ministry to be faithful. I want to encourage you to be faithful. Let's pray before we uh, finish off the podcast. 
God, I thank you for my friends in this time, and I pray that you would encourage each and every one of them where they live, work, worship, and play to be faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, let's talk about the Georgia race. So in Georgia, we have who I like to call Satan's prophet, going against Loeffler, Purdue going against Ossoff. And here's the thing, folks. Bottom line is this. If these two guys, or I should say, yeah, if these two guys win, if Loeffler and Purdue lose, this is it. This is the end of bipartisanship. Because here's what's going to happen. If Democrats take the Senate, which they need both of these seats to take the Senate, they take the Senate. They, you know, once you take the Senate, you can, you by the Constitution are allowed to to update or change the rules. And they would change the rules to get rid of the filibuster. So the filibuster allows so that there is discussion and debate on anything that cannot get a 60 vote, uh, 60 votes to be passed. And so they would get rid of the 60 vote rule. And so what would that mean? That would mean any crazy idea the Democrats come up with, they would be able to pass. And since Joe has stole the election, basement Joe Biden stole it, what will happen? It will be a rubber stamp by Joe Biden. A couple of things you should be concerned about. One, like I said, is the ending of the filibuster if they win, which means they'll rig everything in their favor because they'll only need, what, 51 votes to pass anything. Number two, they will at that point make D.C. and Puerto Rico states. Why? Because they have an overwhelmingly Democrat population. I mean, the rhino Republicans here in Northern Virginia voted for Hillary last time. I mean, you just think about that. So even the Republicans aren't Republicans in these places. So once you do that, then you have a permanent Senate majority. A permanent Senate majority means you don't have to compromise with anybody for anything. Um, number three, which is evidence, Joe Biden campaigned on repealing the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment has been a bipartisan agreement on the issue of abortion for over 20 to 30 years. The Hyde Amendment is there to say that we would not use government funds to directly fund abortion. Of course, the race, baby, chop, shop, Planned Parenthood, they found ways around this. By the way, Trump stopped one of those ways this past year in which he used what I call the Reagan rule, in which uh, Title X funding was not allowed to be used at places that did abortion and services. They had to be separate. And uh, Planned Parenthood didn't want to make those places separate, so they didn't use the funds. But the Hyde Amendment is there for a reason, because we believe as a country we shouldn't be killing people. And we know that majority people, or I should say half people in this country, knows that abortion is murder. And so the Hyde Amendment was there to say, hey, we're going to protect conscience rights of, of half of Americans who are, are sending in their tax dollars to say, look, we're not going to use tax dollars to fund abortion. Joe Biden campaigned on repealing the Hyde Amendment. And if they get their way, and if they win Georgia, these are the things that will happen. Now, I wish... Loeffler and Purdue would hammer on this because this is more about the country than it is about them. Instead of running scared, I wish they would just say, hey, look, folks, this is the crazy stuff Democrats are going to do to you. They're trying to take power forever. We need to represent you and your values. So if you're in Georgia, you can't afford to sit this one out. Loeffler and Purdue may not be your best friends, but hey, look, it's better than Satan's prophet. The guy's a reverend and he's pushing an abortion. What in the world is that? Thou shalt not kill. He talks bad against the military. Romans 13. It's nuts what Loeffler's opponent is doing. Proving that he has no conscience of Christian values as yet he claims to be a reverend. Now everybody calls themselves reverend is really God's child, right? What does scripture say? 
Uh, Jesus said it this way. He says, you know, not anyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, on day of judgment. Not everybody who says that is going to be entering his kingdom because he'll say, depart from me, you worker of evil. I don't know you. Now, law firm you may not be your cup of tea. But I tell you what, if Satan's prophet and that other guy gets in, these things are going to happen. I encourage you to look at FRC Action's uh, side-by-side chart in which it goes through all the Christian issues from school choice to pro-life to religious freedom. Purdue and Offsoft, I'm sorry, uh, Satan's prophet and Offsoft, Warnock and Offsoft, they're on the wrong side of every one of those Christian issues. As a Christian, that is your number one reason for voting, to represent Christ in the public policy arena. Well, friends, we're going to continue to Stop the Steal series next time as we're going to talk about big tech and also what practical things you can do to stop the steal. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Please send me your feedback on today's podcast, and please share today's podcast with family, friends, and those within your social media community. If you could, please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. You can find this podcast each and every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor.fm. Most importantly, remember to put faith over party, faith over everything. And I hope to catch you next time on Facts, Opinions, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. Thank you.